Welcome to another Mother Runner Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. And we are rounding the corner of November, right, Sarah Bowen Shea? We, we are, Dimity McDowell. Yes, we are. We are um, staring down a, you know, an abbreviated week next week with uh, Thanksgiving. And oh my goodness, and then I'll be cracking out that uh, the dog and the two cats advent calendars that I got at Trader Joe's. <laughs> yes, yes. I got a dog one too. I only got one for our two dogs. Oh, um, goodness. Because I was a little, I was feeling a little stingy and I wasn't sure. Well, Because um, they cost seven bucks a piece. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, yeah. Compared to the, what, the ones you're saying you got for your kids that are 99 cents. No, no, yeah. the, the children, the human children ones at Trader Joe's are 99 cents. I mean, granted yeah. those, I am assuming the children's one don't have meat in them. So I realized that there is a higher cost of the products that are in the animal ones, but sure, sure. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, we'll see. It's fun though. They're, they're very cute. And I, I mean, the fun is for the kids, right? I mean, I think my kids don't even want, I mean, I'm sure they take advent calendars, but it's not, you know, I think that oh, they're more excited for the ideas for the animal to have one. Oh, they'll, just have to, they'll just have to take turns. Oh, see, you but, know. I mean, I got, I got several ones for each cat. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know you did. And I should have gotten another dog when I, again, I was just feeling a little, a little like, yeah, $7. That's a lot. You know, like that's a, that's a, that's a box of milk bones. That's not just, you know, yeah, 20, yeah. 24 milk, little tiny little milk bones. So <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And my, uh, I had to ask, I knew that they were there because Molly, my best running friend and um, our pets veterinarian had told me that they were, they had them there. And then all I saw were the dog ones on one of those end caps. And I'm like, wait, but I hear you have cat ones. And so they, they finally found them and they didn't have nearly as many. And they said, oh yeah, we only get one shipment of those a week. So there was a certain scarcity, uh, you know? Yeah. Well, I went back to get a second one because Ben mm-hmm. said I needed a second, we needed a second one uh-huh. and, um, and they were gone. The dog wow. ones were gone. All they had were cat ones. So wow. yeah. snap them up while you can. <laughs> no promotional fee was paid by Trader Joe's. <laughs> For this one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so we just saw each other. I was out in Denver for some work meetings. And whenever I go to Denver, I, I uh, take advantage of the amazing pools you all have there, the community pools. We have so, some nice pools. Yeah. We do. I mean, so I went swimming at that rec center, which is beautiful with that light display on the front of it. And uh, have you, it's Carla Madison. Carla uh, Madison. I, I haven't been to that one, you know, oh. kind of a creature of habit. Yeah. Um, when it comes to pools or, or any routine, basically any workout routine, right? <laughs> any routine whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. But, Pretty uh, much. Yeah. And, uh, so just really kind of just a beautiful building. And then, so I was swimming the, they had, I think eight lanes open and at eight o'clock, you know, they would shift over half of it to aqua aerobics. So I'm like, Oh, I got to finish my swim before eight. So I was in the pool at like six fifty. I had a lane to myself the entire time. Yes. Nice. Oh, yes. Loving it. I know. I had that. That happened to me. This I actually swam this morning as oh, um, my uh, commitment to swimming. I, like I said in a, in a newsletter earlier, uh, I guess it was last week. Um, I'd been once swimming once in August, no, not August, uh, September, October, and November. And uh-huh. swimming is my exercise elixir. I've decided it is the one, mm. it, you know, it stretches me out, uh-huh. gives my joints a break, my knees. I'm just like going up and down stairs recently have been, um, a little problematic, mostly because oh. I think I've been doing these, um, strength training classes that have a lot of squats and lunges in them. Um, so anyway, it's all good. I've, I'm, I'm, uh, I went to the PT and I was like, should I stop doing this? She's like, no, no, no. You just have to, you know, modify and do these things. So anyway, um, but swimming doesn't, I don't hurt anywhere. Right. And it, yes. and it just feels so 
lovely to just float, right? Um, I, well, I knew that would be the adjective. I knew lovely. It. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, it's just. It is. Uh, um, it takes a little while, right? It's not. It's not immediate. Like I kind of. Well, I put in the news in the little post short essay that I wrote, like I fight it, right? I fight it in my head before I go. Oh my God, the chlorine, like, I don't want to smell like chlorine all day. It makes my back itch. I can't get lotion on my back. You know, um, (laughs) you know, there's gross hairs in the shower and sometimes in the pool. And, you know, I don't know if I will have a lane and, you know, all these things that um, really are pretty minuscule compared to the benefits it gives me. Oh yeah. You know, but, but, and then the two, I really do. I mean, it is the two, it's an undressing, changing, undressing, changing, showering in there, you know, I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of prep work and on the back end of work. So I'm always amazed by people who say, oh, I can't believe you swim when it's cold outside. I'm like, um, you realize the pool's inside, right? And they're like, oh my gosh, but just getting naked and putting on a swimsuit, like it's indoors. Yeah. I get get naked when I shower. (laughs) It's got, sometimes it's got a little bit of a quiet, you know, a little chill in the air, but I mean, usually, you know, once you get into the pool area, it's it's terrarium like, right? (laughs) Precisely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it was, oh, I just, I really, I, I just wish we had better pools on this side of town in Portland. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so it's a, so here's the point. I mean, so I committed to going 18 times, three times a week between mm-hmm. now and the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say since you were here, <laughs> I didn't get to go Monday or Tuesday. <laughs> um, and then yesterday I scheduled it in, but I didn't schedule enough time. That's the other thing is you need to give yourself a little bit. I mean, I have to commute there, change, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that is, that is the truth. Yeah. That for yeah. basically like a 45 or 60 minute workout, it eats up two hours, no matter. Yeah. What yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Or maybe a little less than that, depending upon, but it, it yes, it, it's not just a run right from your door mm-hmm. yep. um, where you can come back in and just, you know, put on the clothes you had on earlier and <laughs> call it good. <laughs> screw the shower. Um, so anyway, so I went today for my first time. So Thursday. So now I've got to go two more times this week. I'll definitely go Saturday morning because that's uh-huh. the master's workout that I like and it's easy to make. So then I'll either have to pick tomorrow for a shorter one, but that's three days in a row. That's a lot on my shoulders yes. for Sunday. Um, so we'll see. But I um, I liked making the commitment um, kind of in front of a public place uh, yeah. or, or crowd because it just does. I'm like, oh, if someone asked me. And oh, I they're totally, lie, oh, people are going to totally ask you. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But remember, Dimity, give yourself grace. So maybe, I am. If, maybe if only two because of extenuating circumstances of, you know, yeah. a, a business partner being in town. Maybe if only two swims happen this week, that's going to be okay. It's good enough. It's yeah, good it's enough. good enough. Exactly. Yeah, two yeah, thirds. Yeah. 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 So, um, so speaking of three, you said two thirds, we, uh, we have three questions today and they all have kind of a seasonal theme. So I like that. Um, and I guess that sort of leads us to what we were going to say at the end, but we would love to have holiday themed questions that we will answer on our December 24th episode, which some Christmas people consider Eve. Christmas Eve. Yes. And so, um, yeah, so we'll give that number at the end, but just, um, yeah, you know. we want to know, like, just so you know, I mean, they can be about running in the holidays, mm-hmm. but also like, um, you know, what should I ask for? I mean, granted you're going to, or the food. answers are going to come on Christmas Eve. So maybe, you know, it's more for entertainment, right? <laughs> yes. Or, yes. um, you know, what's, you know, what's a good, um, or a costume my, like for, yeah, or jingle a bell costume. Run. Sure. Sure. Lots of, or just, you know, what should my husband get me? You know? <laughs> <laughs> How do I escape my house on Christmas Day? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. But for a more kind of um, winter seasonal theme, uh, this first question comes from Jen in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
Hi, this is Jen calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm a mother of two girls, four and two. Um, my question is on how to spice up treadmill runs. I will be training for an early spring half marathon, and it is already full-on winter here in Wisconsin. So although I much prefer to run outside, I foresee a lot of treadmill running in my future. So I'm just wondering if you have any advice on how to spice that up a little bit. Thank you very much. Bye. So the first bit of advice I would give is um, looking ahead and that the December 20th episode of the Another Mother Runner podcast is going to be for mother runners talking about why they love the treadmill and we'll definitely ask them for tips. So, um, and in the meanwhile, tune into that on your next treadmill run. Yeah. Um, And in the meantime, I think the the biggest thing is that you have to kind of change your perspective. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like um, Jen is like, oh, I can't do the treadmill. I hate the treadmill, right? You know, then there definitely are people that are that way and and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, if you have an early spring half marathon and you need to get ready for it in Wisconsin, like it is just a tool that you have to use. You know, sometimes we say, Mm -hmm. what's that? I said, I like a tool, thinking of it as a tool, being utilitarian about it. Yeah, it's like a foam roller or a post-run smoothie or anything else that's going to help your performance in the as you train for this half marathon. Um, and we, you know, we the you know we could call it the instead mill instead of the dread mill or the treadmill. So you know, it's it's an optional it's an optional piece of equipment that you have to use in this situation. Um, and I think you know the other thing that I think sometimes I think we get in our minds like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. And if you give yourself you know, maybe the idea that, hey, you can do it, right? And I was thinking about this this morning, actually, because I had read these questions while I was swimming. And my workout that I had written down before um, called for four 200 IMs, mm-hmm. um, which wow. is, you know, 450 is a butterfly. That's a lot for for anybody. It's a lot for me, for sure. And um, <laughs> they, they were spread out in between other sets. So it wasn't like four in a row, but it's still a lot. And I was it's like, true. oh, I'm not going to be able to do like by the third one, I'm going to do butterfly with just one arm only like 25 down on my left, 25 back on my right. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, well, just try it on the third one. Just try, you know, and Mm -hmm. see how it goes. And it was fine. It was fine. I mean, maybe, I mean, my form probably wasn't beautiful. I wasn't Michael Phelps by the end of that 50, but I was fine. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes we talk ourselves into, oh, it's going to be so boring. Oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. Oh, you know. They'll, it, they'll be here in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But but I, I think that, you know, you get so, um, runners have a very strong opinions about the treadmill, especially if they're on the anti-treadmill side. So, you know, it sounds like, again, she's not that way, but I think sometimes just trying to just say, okay, it's going to be okay. And I can do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And that it's, it's temporary. I mean, yes. she, she is not in Antarctica. This is not the, the, her, her only running, you know, for the whole rest of her life on a treadmill. So yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, so, um, and how about like playing with intervals and incline, you know, it's not as you sh- showed, just shared about your uh, swim. You didn't just go in there and swim freestyle, freestyle, freestyle. You mix it up with, with, um, you know, different strokes. And so, so the equivalent of different strokes on a treadmill is intervals and incline. And I, I know you have some suggestions. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, there are two, there are two ways to do it. 
I really think um, going in with a specific workout is best, right? Mm-hmm. That you want to complete because yeah, you can say like, oh, I want to, you know, run four miles. Well, what does that look like? You know, well, that means I'm going to watch the odometer click up or the mileage click up every, you know, now I'm at 0.4, now I'm at 0.5. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> 3.5. You know, it's like, or, you know, if you go in and say, I'm going to run four miles and I've got, I'm going to do, you know, three quarters of a mile warm up and then I'm going to do, um, a quarter mile hard and a quarter mile easy times whatever, six or something like that, or eight, and then I'll cool down, you know, like all of a sudden then you're only going through that, you know, you're only thinking about what that moment that you're in, like, oh, mm-hmm. after the warm up, you're like, oh, I have to run a quarter mile. Okay. Now I get to cool down for a quarter mile or recover for a quarter mile. And mm-hmm. just kind of having that perspective instead of trying to eat the whole elephant at once. So again, yeah. like, and that's like a swimming workout, like, okay, right now I'm on three by one fifties. I'm going to do these and then I'll see what's next. Right. Yep. And that really makes it really um, much more enjoyable. First of all, mm-hmm. because you taste success every time you finish mm-hmm. a hard interval or, you know, climb a hill or whatever it happens to be. But mm-hmm. then it's also just, it just chunks it up in such a nice way. So mm-hmm. um, one thing that we'll do is we'll link to the podcast in the podcast notes. Um, we put out probably a couple years ago, but I just, I, someone pulled it up the other day on many happy miles. I have um, five sanity saving treadmill workouts. Um, oh, good. Uh-huh. It's a PDF. Um, so like bump up the jam or pump up the jam. Um, one called the perfect 10 um, miles and muscles where you get off and do, um, some strength training in between your running. Oh, that's very Dimity-esque. Yeah. Um, or the one that, um, is called, uh, J G I O W just get it over with, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, kind of buys in a little bit to the, to the treadmill. But so that's, I mean, and, and if you're training for a half marathon, you know, maybe pick the treadmill workout or pick the workouts to do on your treadmill that have a little accessory to them, have a little, you know, hill climbing or some speed changes or, you know, something that, you know, again, like makes it makes the time go a little faster. Yeah. Yeah. And one other way to do that is to um, make shows, podcasts, or audiobooks that are treadmill only so that, you know, if you were just really need to find out what Dex is up to on Stumptown or QE2 on the crown, you know, you're going to need to put in some miles to find out. And that was when I um, went looking for women who to be on the, why they love their treadmill podcast, that was one thing several women said was they have, you know, treadmill only programming. Definitely. So, definitely. Yeah. QE2. I think of that as a cruise ship. It uh, is. I was thinking of Queen, well, yes, but yeah, but she is, but that ship is named after Queen Elizabeth II. Oh, okay. Yes. Now I know that, but I was thinking, I was just I, trying to be, you know, a little hipster, not say Queen Elizabeth, you know, just kind <laughs> of make a little shorthand. All yeah. right. All right. Well, because yeah. the funny thing was, I thought you were, because it's a new queen, right? Who's coming on as the queen? Is, oh, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There Over you go. So I thought you were being yeah. like, oh, like, you know, um, <laughs> 2.0, Queen Elizabeth 2.0. Oh, no, no, no. That's clever too. I like that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And then of course, some, some, treadmills if you're like at a gym or maybe you've invested in a nice treadmill they might have um you know virtual programs where you can run you know through the arizona desert or you know in provence or central park or something like that um Mm -hmm. so you know the programs on your treadmill um it can be surprisingly hard (laughs) especially (laughs) if you pick you know the the random hill one or something like that and so again like just kind of go with an open mind and see what happens exactly exactly all right. Well, um, another, um, there's a treadmill mentioned in this next question, sort of, but, um, so this is from Nicole in Sauk Rapids, Minnesota, which is about an hour north of the Twin Cities. Hi, this is Nicole from Sauk Rapids, Minnesota, about an hour north of the Twin Cities. 
As you know, the weather in Minnesota can be very extreme, and we tend to think that if you wait for perfect conditions to run outside, you'll probably never run outside. So that said, I try to use the treadmill only when I can't run outdoors. But my question is regarding running on fresh, fluffy snow or sloppy, wet, icy roads. I feel like I'm running a lot harder when running through snow, and by the end of a six-mile run, I feel like I ran 10 miles because my stride is different. And I'm sore the next day when I wouldn't normally be sore from running six miles. Sometimes if I go out for a run in the morning before the plows are out, I just estimate how much time it would have taken me to run five miles on clean roads, and I just run that many miles in the snow instead. Is it acceptable to adjust for road conditions when you're following a training program? Or do I just need to suck it up and pile on the miles no matter what the roads look like and just plan for the extra time on the roads? Thanks, ladies. I look forward to listening to your answer while running through snowdrifts, feeling like a true badass Minnesota mother runner. So I wanted to clarify one part of Nicole's question. Um, so I think she meant to say that she adjusts her run so that she runs the time it would take five miles on clear pavement. So if she, quote, only gets in, say, 4.6 miles on snowy roads. So I just wanted to make that clear before we move on there. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that's absolutely, it's totally fine to go mm -hmm. by time over mileage, especially when the conditions are treacherous or you're going slower. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, running in snow can kind of feel like running in sand sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it can be muscularly mm -hmm. a lot harder. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, the idea, you know, especially when you're first, when you're starting out on trails, um, a lot of times we say go by time over mileage because, um, you know, like if it takes you say 50 minutes to run five miles on the road, it might take you 50 minutes to run four miles on a trail. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. You're out running and exerting yourself for 50 minutes. It doesn't yeah, really matter about the mileage. And your point being that running on a trail is analogous to running, uh, in on snowy roads, that type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, so totally, you know, you know, first of all, safety first. <laughs> so if you need to stop and walk any through any like icy sections, uh, Grant wiped out this morning walking the dogs oh, on no. our icy Denver roads. That made him really happy. Um, oh, no. And uh, he's fine. But yeah, I mean, you know, that. like you, it, you never know like what the, um, you know, what's underneath snow or how icy it can be. So if there's ever, I think most of us have bit it more than once <laughs> on, on um, pavement that we thought was maybe a little bit drier or less slick than it actually turned out to be. Mm -hmm. And then obviously with snow plows too, because when you get into a fight with a snow plow, who's going to win, Sarah? Yeah, that plow is going to win. Yeah. 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 And same, same, I mean, that, that I just remember when I lived in Boston for four years, we had one of the snowiest winters ever. And gosh, the, the mounds of snow that would just, the, the city didn't move them. They would just push them. And so they're, you know, be um, kind of making intersections more narrow. And so really, um, you know, when, when in doubt, stop and just wait until a car goes by or something like that. But that, um, but yeah, so that, but. Oh. Sorry, here we go. Sorry. Hi, Anna. Sorry. Sorry. Or the banjo on that. my knee. No, uh, <laughs> while you're gone, we decided we're going to leave it in. So, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, um, so, all right. So yeah, but also, but Dim, you know, since you are the, the coach, the, um, in the train, like a mother club, just want to make sure that if Nicole is on a training plan for a race and so that this is not a temporary thing that she's going to be running by time instead of distance for, let's say, I don't know, two, three, four months. Is that going to be, okay for her race prep or or do you have concerns if let's say it's a you know half marathon 
I, I mean, you know, I think, honestly, I think she should be fine. I mean, you know, if every once in a while she wants to come in on the treadmill, especially if there's a, um, a workout that she really wants to, you know, that have intervals or something like that, that needs um, some real attention to footing, <laughs> I would definitely, or, you know, she really wants to see where her pace is or see what she feels like or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's fine. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where when you are, you know, in, um, the middle of Minnesota in the middle of winter, if you're, if you're going for a spring race, that's awesome. But let's, um, let's be realistic about your training and what you can, what you can kind of accomplish and mm -hmm. what you want to get out of that race instead yeah. of, you know, I mean, Boston is a, is a perfect example. I mean, a lot of people, um, want to do really well in, in, during the Boston marathon, of course, but you know, sometimes training conditions in the wintertime just aren't conducive to that unless mm -hmm. you really want to commit to, you know, being on the treadmill almost the whole time to, to make sure that you're getting your speed, but then you've got to get back on the roads to get used to the roads. I mean, it's just, it's hard. It's just hard to train in the wintertime sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's a yeah. blanket statement, like a blanket snow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. And this last question comes from Julie in Argyle, Wisconsin. I just realized we have all Midwesterners. Well, they're all, they're all winter questions. What do you <laughs> expect? <laughs> Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Julie calling from Argyle, Wisconsin. I'm calling today because I just ran my first ever marathon, and I loved it, and it was wonderful. But now I'm kind of wondering what is a good, I guess, off-season training plan, um, coming off marathon training, just kind of feeling the low of not having a specific training plan. I've um, considering maybe doing a half marathon in the spring. Um, but yeah, just wondering your thoughts on that. What's a good weekly mileage with also some strength training? Um, if you have any ideas for that, I have learned so much from you guys listening to the show and reading your books. I'm just so thankful. So thank you for all that you do. And, um, thanks again. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so well, Julie, congratulations on your marathon. That's awesome. Very cool. Yep, yep. And she has a little one in the background. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very cute. I, at first, I was like, "Wait, is that? Does somebody have a radio on my house?" I'm like, "No, that's the that's the recording." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So you want to. Um, do off-season training plan. And we happen to have an amazing program for that called Many Happy Miles, um, which if you haven't heard of it yet, Julie, we'd love to tell you a little bit about it. It is a program that we designed specifically for people like yourself um, who come into, you know, you train very focused on one race and you're like, ugh, now what? And um, so the, the idea with Many Happy Miles is you get a full month of workouts uh, full strength training workout as well, a circuit or two, depending upon what the theme of the month is. Um, and then it changes again. So, and, and I mean, and the workouts are, you know, there's three to four running workouts a week, depending upon the week. So you definitely get your running in, but there's also cross training there's yoga, there's, um, strength training. Like I mentioned, um, we, you know, we're going to do some Pilates, um, just kind of fun little tastes of different kinds of exercises that will benefit your running. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a great place to land um, because we, we know that feeling of like you've been so structured and so focused and you know have crossed off all the boxes on your training plan. Many Happy Miles allows you to keep doing that every month There's a, or every workout. There's a little box to check off, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have quite the rigidity um, of, of a specific training plan. Yeah, but it's still somebody telling you, telling you what to do if you want to do it. 
exactly so you even have uh, we even have coloring sheets for the miles and everything so. oh that's that's for 2020 yeah we are yeah, i'm yeah. excited that's what I'm saying. To, yeah uh -huh. yeah so the miles that's an annual thing so we'll have um 250 miles 500 750 and 1000 and you can put them together in any you know mm -hmm. if maybe 500 a is a great mm -hmm. goal for you perfect uh -huh. um or if you're maybe training for two marathons maybe 2000 is what you're gonna end up mm -hmm. racking up you know mm -hmm. so then you would do a thousand yeah. Times two, you know? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, and um, I think that, you know, we love our strength training. So, have to say that uh, now that the marathon, you know, I think training for a marathon, a lot of things can kind of um, slip by the wayside. And sometimes that is strength training if you're not diligent about it. So, that uh, we'd like to encourage you, Julie, to start strength training two to three times a week if you haven't been doing that. So, and that'll set you up to be strong for when you resume that training. For a half marathon. For a half marathon, yeah. 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 And um, I mean, you, you can do that in so many different ways. You can go to a body pump class at your gym. You can go to a bar class. You can go to, um, you know, uh, just to go do your own little circuit in the gym. You could follow a many happy miles circuits. I mean, there's, there's, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a specific exact, you know, do this ex exercise for, you know, three sets of 10 or whatever. It's more the idea that you are challenging your body in different ways. Um, like going to an orange theory, orange theory class um, is mm -hmm. also an option. Uh, just be careful because those are, um, those can be kind of high intensity at times. So if mm -hmm. you're coming off of not running very much, just, you know, mm -hmm. mind your speed a little bit. Don't get mm -hmm. too carried away by, um, here by watching what your neighbors are doing yeah you know what i think somebody should do they should try to find some of the workouts that you and i wrote back in our days of being journalists and wouldn't that be so funny if somebody found like one of your workouts that you wrote up in self or one that i did in shape or something it's like look i'm following you playing my dimity it's exactly from, it's exactly. from the april 1996 episode <laughs> issue of self <laughs> I know. oh my gosh i love those yeah yeah and they were so i mean sometimes the editors were so like they were, you know, like editing the, you know, the New York Times or Sports Illustrated or something. How, wait, can you describe this incline a little bit more? And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, yeah, it's point point five. Okay, just gonna just turn the treadmill up just one notch. Oh my gosh. Um, or then when you and I would have to, they they're like, oh, I can't quite visualize it. Can you take pictures of yourself? So this is far before phones, and so oh, here's the Polaroids of me doing oh, these yeah, we moves. Oh yeah, Polaroids exactly. Oh my gosh, exactly. And, like it's like no, no, no. Do as I wrote it because I. I'm really not doing it quite properly. <laughs> yes. Or we used to have to take it down and get them developed, right? I would go do a whole, oh my gosh, you know, yeah. go shoot a trainer. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Julie, so yeah, so do strength training a couple times a week is great. If you want a base, a, a general base number for mileage, I mean, somewhere between 15 and 20 miles a week is a nice place to keep you, you know, kind of in the game without getting too much, you know, maybe making, making sure that one long run is, um, per week is somewhere in the six to eight mile range so mm -hmm. that you can kind of build up from there depending upon um, what feels good to you. But really, you know, it, I know we know it's very hard to lose the structure of the marathon training, but there's also some freedom in that. And so you can mm -hmm. kind of explore what you want to do and then either come back to training again, come into many happy miles or just find some find some new things that you're like, wow, I really didn't know that I liked spinning that much or mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Or swimming. Maybe you've been inspired by Dimity three times a week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I've sold swimming very much. It's the wayward <laughs> hairs. I think that people are like, Oh, it's funny. Cause a dry hair, a dry hair doesn't gross me out. A wet hair. There's something about a wet hair that is just, just like, you know, just increases the X factor by 
a lot. The gross factor. <laughs> I know when you saw that I had packed my UFOs, you're like, good move, Sarah. You don't want to walk around that locker room there. But <laughs> showers. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, one swim, and then we'll stop talking about swimming, I promise. But um, one time, my first one back actually in September, I had taken my UFOs out of my bag, my swim uh-huh. bag for some reason. And so I didn't have any flip flops. And I was just like, oh. Do I, mm-hmm. do I swim? I mean, I had mm-hmm. all the other pieces of equipment I needed, but. Oh, I did that when I swam at, um, I stopped at a Y on my way from uh, spending time with my mom before driving up to the Cape Cod retreat. And so found a Y that was like only like two miles out of the way. It was awesome. But I'd forgotten to bring my UFOs in. I was like, oh, no, I planned it so perfectly. Like I even had brought a towel out from Oregon to my mom's house so then and then just you know left it out there in, in Cape Cod to bring home the you know I don't know a, a towel for my first marriage with my it was daughter. a rag towel yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much pretty much so all right so we want to remind you that we are looking for holiday themed questions keep that you know broad, a broad definition of what holiday themed is that we'll answer on the December 24th episode and we need those we'll be recording that the week prior so we're not gonna work on. We're not gonna do an AMR answers on a live one <laughs> yeah, on December twenty fourth. Why not? That so, might be more fun than you know the actual celebration we have planned. <laughs> so I think if my um, math is correct, I think we'd be recording that around the fourteenth. So maybe just try to call them in by the by the tenth. And uh, Dimity, please share that number for calling in those questions. It is uh four seven zero badass one. So that's four seven zero two two three. 2771. And if you're listening right now and you're in the car and you're able to call in with a question or you're on a run and you're able to stop and call in with a question, just do it. There's no time like the present. Again, it's uh, 470-223-2771. Give us your first name, please, and where you are calling from and keep your message to 90 seconds or less unless you want to serenade us with the 12 days of Christmas. (laughs) No, no. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, keep those questions coming. We're here with answers.